0: The Holy Gospel of our Lord Jesus Christ according to John. Glory
1: to you, Lord Christ.
0: Now among those who went up to worship at the festival were some Greeks. They came to Philip, who was from Bethsaida in Galilee, and said to him, Sir, we wish to see Jesus. Philip went and told Andrew. Then Andrew and Philip went and told Jesus. Jesus answered them, Whoever serves me, the Father will honor. Now my soul is troubled. And what should I say? Father, save me from this hour? No, it is for this reason that I have come to this hour. Father, glorify your name. Then a voice came from heaven. I have glorified it, and I will glorify it again. The crowd standing there heard it and said that it was thunder. Others said, An angel has spoken to him. Jesus answered, This voice has come for your sake, not for mine. Now is the judgment of this world. Now the ruler of this world will be driven out. And I, when I am lifted up from the earth, will draw all people to myself. He said this to indicate the kind of death he was to die. The Gospel of the Lord.
1: These people that come to the disciples, they are searching for Jesus. They want to encounter this person that we have come to know as God. They want to have their lives kind of answered. They find that meaning and that purpose in their lives which is why I think we are all gathered here to encounter God and to make sense of what that means for our lives. I've been thinking, I was excited, um, excited about the ideas that came up when we began our journey together and I'm starting to realize that there are always kind of consequences to what you believe are good ideas. Um, And so I, I mean, I, I'm moved every time I walk down that hall, and to see that this community and, and the the challenge that we've we've undertaken to do 10,000 hours of of service in our community it's a powerful witness. And we crossed 1,600 this week um, as people begin to share stories of of where in the community they spend their time, of of where they are looking to meet their neighbors and to learn from them and to walk with them. I mean, it's important, um, and I believe this to be true. I believe that we need to be challenged and pushed to go out and to, and to meet people and to walk with them in this earthly journey, um, regardless of where we are or where they are in our lives. And so it's, it's a powerful witness, and I've loved watching this unfold, and I'm enjoying learning the stories and reading about how your own lives are changed through those experiences. And yet, then I begin to wonder, you know, what does that mean for those people who give so much of their time here to St. Stephen's that, you know, whether it's setting up the altar or volunteering to answer the phone or singing in the choir or teaching our children or adults, and if you have given so much of your time that you don't have any time to go out into the community, and I I just needed to say this publicly, thank you for your work. It's important. It's valuable, because you're cultivating an environment that helps all of us live into the call that God has for us. You're a part of making this community special and inspiring all of us to do what we need to do. And so if... All the time you have given, you don't have that extra time, it's still, it's critical. And while your numbers aren't totaled, all of us are grateful for the commitment you make to St. Stephen's. And then if you're finding yourself so consumed with life and fullness and heaviness, and it's all that you can do just to show up here on a Sunday morning... And volunteering or serving is not in your capacity right now. I also want to say I'm just glad that you're here this morning. And whether it's the first time you've walked through these doors or the thousandth, it's important that you've shown up. And I'm grateful for that. Because all of us here, regardless of how we live into our call, regardless of how we have found to serve. All of us want to to meet Jesus just as those Greeks in the gospel. We want to encounter God. We want to know God more fully. We hear that tinge of that search for eternal life in today's gospel, a question that some of our staff were wrestling with this week. And in in the chapter 10, just before this, Jesus tells the disciples that I have come so that you may have life and have it more abundantly. So there is this idea that part of of the reason that we're gathered here, part of what we're searching for is to find fullness and abundance in life. We're looking for something more. We're looking for meaning and purpose, and we're looking for more than what we experience outside of of ourselves. And, And 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 so it's easy to get in this idea, and and this is my like Joel Olstein moment, I guess, that the abundance in life really is what we're looking for. We're looking for, for something that is more than we have. And yet, today's gospel reminds us just what that is. There's these interesting words. For the hour has come. So if you see that, if the hour has come, there is something significant taking place in John's Gospel at this moment. We have this image of Jesus that is providing abundance. It it begins in the very first miracle in John's Gospel in chapter 2, where John uh, tells the first miracle is Jesus at a wedding of Galilee. And what does he do in Cana? What does he do? He takes these empty barrels, there's six of them, and they're overflowing with wine, so we have this idea of abundance that's happening, of the richness of life. We see this abundance that is overflowing, and then Jesus turns to his mother, and as he's trying to make sense of what every, everything's taking place, he says, but my hour has not yet come. And then there are more signs that are happening as we're beginning to understand who Jesus is. And in in the seventh chapter, he turns again to his disciples, and he says, My hour has not yet come. And so there's something taking place where we've arrived today. It's not about the miracles entirely. It's not about the abundance. It's a shift, and I have to say this, and and I'll go ahead and give you, I'm realizing that to to step in a different world, if I was the superintendent of the schools, I would put, um, I'd always make spring break uh, the week after Easter. Um, And and since Holy Week is is spring break, I feel like I've gotta give you the kind of Holy Week sermon, if that makes sense. It's not about that abundance. It is through suffering and death that God is glorified. We learn that to really encounter God, there must be a walk into Jerusalem. And we should pause, and it should unsettle us a little bit, because what we are saying is that to meet God This idea, this compelling image, and if we were to have a church growth campaign to meet God, you have to go to Jerusalem. We hear those words, very truly I tell you, unless a grain of wheat falls into the earth and dies, it remains just a single grain. But if it dies, it bears much fruit. Those who love their life lose it. And those who hate their life in this world will keep it for eternal life. And so when we think of finding the richness and abundance of life, it challenges us to ask, what are we really seeking in life? I think that we know subconsciously We have to own it. We have to recognize that some of the most challenging moments in our life are the things that define who we are. They've shaped us to be, whether it's the loss of a loved one, the loss of a relationship, or a child, or a parent, or disappointment. It is in those moments we're faced to ask the tough questions about who we are. It's the moments that we experience God. And I think in last night as I'm watching 15 people gather around the the matriarch of a family at the hospital, you know, you see God, you see a family that's committed to love and it shapes me to see purpose and meaning and commitment in life. But it's not easy. Bishop Lee of Chicago says we're Christians. We sign our name not with a smiley face at the end but with a cross. And so I as your priest as one of your priests I want to challenge you whether you're going on vacation for spring break or you're here But it's an invitation. It's an invitation to walk the hard walk into Jerusalem. That's the beauty of the liturgical life. Next Sunday, we have Palm Sunday, where Jesus walks into Jerusalem. And as he's walking in, he's walking in on the robes of these tattered robes of people's lives, these poor and the hungry. Which stands in opposition to a march on the other side of town where pilots coming in in glory with music and fanfare and a military parade. Monday Thursday, we come in and we wash feet in this incredibly vulnerable moment, and we watch our space stripped down to the bareness of life as we prepare the tomb for Christ. And on Good Friday, we hear this narrative. Where we participate in the crucifixion of the person we've come to know as God. And we wrestle with our own agency in this world of how we're complicit in a world that's not much different than it was 2,000 years ago. These are challenging, incredibly challenging questions to ask ourselves. And it should unsettle us. It should bother us. And it should stir us up. And we may be asking ourselves from those questions, what are the things that we hold on to in our own lives that need to die so that we can experience life? That's the the message of this Gospel, is that our control, our power, our ego, our certainty, our confidence... What are those things that we have to let die so that we can have life? Or maybe it's other things. Maybe it's anxiety or worry or doubt. As we approach Holy Week, I'm a week ahead for, for, for spring break's sake. It's my invitation to you all to take this journey If you've gone on vacation to find an Episcopal church or a Catholic church or whatever there is around and to go to one of those powerful Good Friday services and to reflect on what it is that needs to die for you to have life. You know, that last image in our Gospel is Jesus draws the whole world to himself. As powerful and as challenging as it is to ask those tough questions of what we have to let go, the promise is is that God is with us as we wrestle with who we are in our agency in this world. So do it with confidence that God is with you in this journey. Amen.